that's good. What'd you say? That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, man. Oh, uh, so happy you're here. Got a little peek at the laundry basket there. All right. <laughs> Sometimes the other, yeah. fails. Yeah. The other half is away, and um, he's better at washing and drying and putting everything away. I I do the wash dry but not to put away and and so i'm trying to you know it counts it's yeah. meaningful and it counts cool i've got this background here though and it's hiding lots of stuff too um all right far out well hey welcome man i'm so glad that you you came to join me uh on no thanks but yes we just uh we chat with folks who self-identify as having overcome a chaotic relationship with alcohol or other drugs and have gone on to do some really cool stuff and dedicate their lives to helping others to come get them some and they have fun and live out loud. And uh, I think these stories need to be told. And so who are you? Who am I? <laughs> who am I today? Uh, on this wonderful uh, Veterans Day, um, I am the son of my father, who is a veteran. Happy right. Veterans Day, Dad. Um, whose name is Jose. My name is Joseph, but I'm na not named after him. I'm actually named after my uh, great-grandmother, Josefina. Oh. Um, so my name is Joseph Hogan Sanchez. Uh, and I am a person in uh, long-term recovery. Yeah, uh, established that in October 2nd of 2005. Right on. Yeah. I, I'm an October baby as well, 2004. Right mm -hmm. on. Yeah, well, happy anniversary last month, brother. <clears throat> and to you as well. Ah, well you know we does what we can so um how in the world did did we run across each other's paths where where how and how how do i know you how i'm trying to think about like the absolute first time uh i would have to say going to um the Association of Recovery Community Organization uh, Leadership Summits. Yeah. Um, I mean, those uh, leadership summits are like a big old class reunion. Right. And, um, you know, getting to see familiar faces and being a new kid on the block, you can always feel like, uh, you know, you can get lost in all of that. Yeah. And um, I think just like as kindred spirits, we just kind of connect. We're both yeah. goofballs, young at heart. <laughs> uh, we don't take uh, ourselves seriously. So yeah, I think we were just drawn to each other. Yeah. Yeah. We, we run in that same recovery movement circle and, and connected at the, the ARCO Leadership uh, Summit. Uh, the 20th anniversary of which was celebrated uh, this year. And uh, I did not make it out. It was a digital event, but, you know, congratulations on the recovery movements anniversary. 
since the founding of Faces and Voices of Recovery, and I see that's where you are, and you are uh, you uh, particularly are focused on, I think, uh, accrediting or certifying recovery support services providers. Yeah. 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 So it, it's been kind of a uh, full circle for me. Um, my recovery process started with a recovery community organization in El Paso, where I'm from, where I started my recovery journey. Um, and it's funny because it was conveniently located right next door to the detox. Uh, so mom and dad checked me in. Thank God for them. Um, and after my seven day stint in detox, instead of uh, picking up me and luggage, they brought more luggage. <laughs> so they said, uh, you're going next door to this, this RCO place. Um, Love it. Yeah, and so I, I stayed at a residential recovery community center um, and uh, called Casa Vida, and it's um, run by the El, El Paso Alliance. And, um, you know, true to form, you know, run by people in recovery mm -hmm. uh, and immersed into the recovery community. So uh, being introduced into the world of peer recovery support services right at yeah. uh, recovery and, and being able to kind of grow and learn um, at the feet of a lot of, you know, great folks, not just there um, in El Paso, but statewide. And then, of course, you know, nationally mm -hmm. and being able to get connected um, to a lot of folks uh, at, at organ, uh, get togethers like the summit and, uh, you know, see faces and voices and think, wow, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. And you're doing it. You actualize that. And I love, I hear so many different stories of, of pathways to pathways of recovery. And I've always enjoyed that yours was so um, that this uh, growing network of recovery community organizations, recovery community centers played such an integral role in your recovery, which is now thriving. And now you play a part in helping to, um, I guess, helping to sustain that network in, 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 a, in, a, in a fashion that is most helpful to as many people as possible. So good on you. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's definitely a passion of mine. I can uh, talk about it, uh, you know, for days. For days. Well, you know, we only got 25 minutes. But anyway, <laughs> so listen, um, speaking of many pathways of recovery, um, I always ask everyone, you know, what is recovery? And we don't all agree on the definition, nor should we. And so I'd like to ask you, Joseph, what to you, man, what is recovery? I think that, you know, for each individual, recovery is personal. Mm. Um, I know from a, you know, national standpoint, we try to come together to lump uh, everything together and uh, both mental health and substance use mm -hmm. and create a working definition um, so that when we talk about recovery, we're on the same page, or at least on a page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but from a personal standpoint, I think it means something different because all our uh, our journeys are different, and we're coming from a whole bunch of different places, and that includes, you know, uh, different hurts that require different heals, and you know, through that that recovery process, um, I, I think we get some healing from that, some growing from that. So for me, that uh, process started and, you know, continues on, on through a 12-step pathway. But also, you know, there has been a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along with that. Sure. And it doesn't look um, as rigid as it, as it did in the beginning. It's, it's changing. Yeah, it, it yeah. evolves because we're humans and we evolve. We grow, mature, yeah. change, experience, connect. You raise such an important point that uh, what I'm gleaning from what you're saying is that one's, one's personal definition of recovery is just that. It's personal. However, there comes a need for some collective grouping for the purposes of of advocacy, perhaps, or and uh, education, and um, I'm 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 grateful for faces and voices for that, and and uh, I think probably embracing um, definitions maybe that come from SAMHSA, this process of improved wellness, and and some of the data coming forward about collectively people who have resolved a chaotic relationship with alcohol or other drugs and and do you identify as being in recovery and and um so yeah i have guests on here that that that, that may or may not be abstinence abstinence but um they identify in that collective group of individuals who have uh who have run up against a relationship with alcohol or drugs because of their emotional or physical pain, because of their trauma, because of their socialization or what have you. Chaos came, uh, something happened, chaos went, and now they're thriving in recovery, whether they are abstaining from all alcohol and drugs or have uh, abstained from the one in which they have chaos or uh, have manageable relationships with others. So I think it's a big tent. It's a super yeah. good that's that's you know and, and I think that you know that's um having conversations with people that find themselves under this tent so there's uh also people that you know have had issue or problem and do something about it whether that's you know uh, church or mm -hmm. you know any other thing and really don't identify and they, you know, we don't have conversations with them because we're not traveling in the same circles. Right. So they may not even identify and use language like recovery. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're starting to see um, more and more of this. Yes. And especially when we, you know, start to think about communities of color, you mm -hmm. know, uh, folks go to, to church and, you know, things get better for them. And they get active in that lifestyle and that community, and they heal that way, and things get better. And um, so, I don't think we see those numbers nationally. So, you know, it's the tent gets even bigger that way. Yeah, and, and a, a growing group of uh, Indigenous Americans who are returning to culture 
and returning to and 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 that has helped resolve uh, chaotic relationships with substances and behaviors and and they're in the tent too and those conversations are increasing and I think the facing the voices has has been a crucial part of of with not with not without having its own struggles as well you know but help helping to uh, promote those conversations in a bigger tent and helping to actualize what Bill White described as this ecumenical culture of recovery, um, very diverse faces and voices and experiences, but ultimately we, we've one thing in common that we've resolved some kind of chaos or unhelpful relationship with substances. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad and peer-based recovery supports that you help promote are so crucial, the role of lived experience in the recovery process. Great. Would, would you like to tell us a little bit more about um, about work? Sure. Because we're going to talk about what you do for fun, too, because that's an important part of this show. Oh, of course. <laughs> we can't talk about, um, you know, uh, work and not talk about fun and <laughs> us talk and not talk about fun. Um, so work, yeah. Um, I... I have the uh, privilege and honor of supporting, you know, a few different programs, the accreditation program, and then our membership association, um, the Association of Recovery Community Organizations. Uh, right um, so we have team members that are, you know, working closely with um, and oversee both programs and, and really getting to, uh, you know, support a lot of those recovery community organizations um, that are new, that are uh, new and emerging, uh, that are existing. And um, so a whole, you know, plethora of, uh, you know, levels of uh, way to support them, you know, whether they are, you know, needing a little bit of support around infrastructure and governance, Mm -hmm. or, you know, how to rally the troops and advocate uh, and, you know, um, uh, pull the state together. Um, that more so for the uh, uh, membership association and from uh, the accreditation standpoint, um, that one is, you know, a, a, a huge, um, <laughs> like, I, I can talk about accreditation and standards for uh, for a while because like it really it is um, advocating for people with lived experience, people that have, you know, been there, done that, that they're included in the development, implementation, um, the oversight of services to those, you know, in and seeking uh, support. So um, a, a lot of I've seen a lot of organizations um, kind of give a little bit of lip service and say, oh yeah, we provide, you know, peer recovery support services. Yeah. And there's, you know, they have staff that are peers, you know, but when all said and done, they have people that do not have lived experience calling the shots. Yeah. Um, and, you know, coming into a neighborhood, coming into a community and saying, okay, we got what you need. Well, mm -hmm. have you engaged us in a participant? Have you asked us what we need? 
Right. Um, and, and through accreditation, um, that's what we do is we say, okay, well, how did you get to this point? If you hmm. have decided um, as an organization that these are the services, you know, how did you get to this point? How did you engage a community? How did you get, engage people with lived experience um, to come up with what you have here? Yeah. So yeah. truly, it's it's a um, nothing about us without us. Nothing about us without us. And part of the accreditation process is ensuring that that kind of underpinned uh, their development and 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 their processes. That's that's excellent. Lip service to that uh, peer based. I get it. I get it. So uh, the Association of Recovery Community Organizations, ARCO being the connective tissue for all of these RCOs and RCCs around the country. And then the Council on the Accreditation of Recovery Support Services, CAPRAS. Council on Accreditation of Peer Recovery Support Services. I can't yeah. believe I got that right. I never get that right. CAPRAS helping to uh, helping to standardize and, and create some, some uh, um, yeah, uh, ensuring the authenticity and the quality of these community-based peer-based recovery support services such important work joseph and and i know you you speak you keep a smile on your face but i know it's i know it's a big job and because we're a growing movement that's seeking credibility and and trying to sustain our authenticity while being integrated into clinical and justice and everything and then that's not an easy thing to do um yeah we can get lost we can get lost in all that Indeed. And, um, and it, through an accreditation process, um, you know, we ensure to say, hey, you know, where is that lived experience? Where is that voice? And why aren't they leading the conversation? Yes, it's great, um, but it, it shouldn't be additive. It, it should be transformative and they should be, you know, uh, taking the lead. So yeah, their voice should be centered mm -hmm. uh, and not uh, periphery. Excellent. Yeah, you hear me? So very nicely done. Um, okay, that's enough about work. You know, uh, any any announcements about anything cool that, that will be coming up uh, in uh, December, January uh, from from your shop? I love all of, you know, the holidays. I mean, but, but really- I'll need a break. I'm already in, in holiday mode now, but um, and me too. Because uh, because this year we did uh, anniversary. Nice. Oh yeah, pine. That's Go that's ahead. a good one. That and and that's the glade uh, pine. Yeah, it's French. I, I know. I know my candles. Glade. So uh, no, since this year we went uh, we went online uh, yeah. for our twentieth um we're going to um go physical and, and make uh make things bigger for uh next year so that's that's going to be good and uh also too um being able to have a hill day as well so there's it's going to be action-packed uh next year 2022 um, it's going to be action in person gosh i hope to get to be be a part of that um you know, I'm, I might just show up, but hey, as you should, as I should, <laughs> as you should. Yeah, but I'm. Just, and, I'm and yeah, I'm just one of the, the bigger things that has happened 
um, and, and not uh, not too many folks know that you know faces and voices. Um, at least when I came on, you know, uh, coming up um, after I started my recovery process in 2005, I'm like, oh, faces and voices, huge national organization. Yep, yep. Um, but you get hired on, and there's it's like there's three people, you know. <laughs> yeah. So for a while, Faces and Voices has been a very small team, and we have expanded at least in these past five years. Um, and you know now we're you know we're not a ginormous team, but we are you know considerably a larger team, and I believe twenty four. I believe nice. up to 24 uh, staff. So uh, a lot of the different areas, um, you know, uh, where previously, you know, we had some difficulty because we were so small. Yeah. Now we have a, a larger team to have a quicker response and we have more um, <clears throat> team members, diverse team members, awesome talent, like, ah, oh, just so much awesome yeah. talent. I've been I've been watching I've been watching it grow and I've been excited I've I've always uh, been a believer and a fan and I too experienced that oh my God faces and voices and then you know uh, got in there and 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 it's small and 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 mighty team but now uh, growing and and actualizing uh, this vision and and I love it and twenty years that's that's nothing to nothing to blink at. So good, good, good. Well, Joseph, along with, you know, talking about resolving a chaotic relationship with alcohol or drugs and how and why, and, and what do we do to help other people come get them some? And what do we do for fun? What? I didn't ask you what you did for fun. Joseph, tell me what you do for fun. What do you do for kicks? Uh, what do I do for kicks? So... <laughs> Um, part of, part of my, uh, recovery process, of course, is, um, any type of amends to myself. Yeah. So, uh, being healthy now, oh. I, yeah, I avoided the gym, like the plague. I don't know. I don't know. The gym is my new thing. I love going to the gym. I go to the gym five days a week and um, and I, I kind of love it. I, I don't know what I'm doing all the time. <laughs> um, and I usually reach out to friends that know a bit more than I. And, and uh, so that's, that's always fun. That's um, yeah, so I'm turning into a gym bro. Oh, you're being good to yourself, and and the gym was not fun, but now it's fun, and uh, and I'm glad that you're sharing that too because it's inspiring, and I'm digging the pictures, man. I'm watching you get healthier and healthier all the time, and you also have some fun getting out and about. I got to come to Austin, and 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 run into you. We hung out at Sands Bar and had some laughs, and uh, I was surprised to see how how awesome you looked and gratified and came home and tried to, you know, start walking a little more myself. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's contagious as well. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, so it's um, getting active has been really good. Uh, getting to the gym has been really good, but also um, I love cooking 
and um, part of the whole um, being healthy. Uh, I do food prep on Sundays. So I food prep on Sunday and I get creative with my cooking. Mm. It's healthy and whatnot. Um, and I love to cook. And sometimes I, I default to the old um, Mexican cooking, which is just, ah, just so good. It is. I, I'm, I made uh, enchiladas uh, for a friend of mine that's in the healing process right now uh, from, uh, from a surgery. And I was like, ooh, these enchiladas look fantastic. I think I may have myself a few. <laughs> a few. And I don't feel guilty because like, you know, I just walked, uh, you know, 45 minutes on the stair climber and sweat my, my butt off. Yeah. Literally, it was, it was drenched. It was disgusting, but it was fantastic. Oh, um, and I, I think love enchiladas. Yeah, it makes the food taste a little bit more better. It's just like if you've been to a sweat and, you know, you, you, you come out and you're drenched in your own sweat and you've had an experience and just food tastes better. Yeah. Um, and so it, it makes me have a different relationship with food and appreciate uh, food a little bit more. So if I'm going to, you know, consume the calories, it's going to be worth it. And it's not going to be like processed uh, stuff, you know, package that, you know, somebody didn't put a lot of time and effort into. So I'm a huge foodie as well. And I just got turned on to a um, food truck. Uh, so I'm here in Austin, Texas and food trucks everywhere. And these yeah. aren't just like, you know, uh, gut trucks. These are like gourmet food trucks. And um, I forgot what it's called. But um, <laughs> it's uh, run by uh, a, a couple, um, two men that are bearded. So it's like bearded something, but um, a bearded baker. Bearded baker. And, yeah. And I've been craving, uh, I've been craving pastries. Mm. And I go onto their website and oh my God, it's, it's just pastries savory sweet and i'm like oh geez those are my people you know yeah. i like the pastries mm -hmm. oh wonderful well you know with all this being good to yourself and working out and food prep and everything you know your partner can put away the laundry <laughs> right I, I, exactly <laughs> come on man right yeah. on cool well, thanks for sharing that. And I can't wait to come back to Austin. I hit up a food truck uh, with my daughter when I was there. And oh my God, a couple of times, actually, a couple of food trucks, delicious, uh, uh, and many vegan food trucks as well, which is uh, uh, a lifestyle. <laughs> so listen, um, uh, you told us what you do for fun, uh, living, uh, we usually, you know, resolve this with, uh, some kind of message for our millions of listeners, Joseph, millions of people want to know, man, uh, bring that fire. What's your, what's, what's your, what's your message for us? Be kind. Be kind. Yeah, be kind to yourself, to others, um, because you never know what someone's going through and where someone's at in, in any type of process or in their life. And they just may need a kind gesture 
a friendly um, smile. Um, yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, I, and I try to carry myself that way. Um, you do. Yeah. You've always been very kind to me in times where I needed that kindness as well. And I appreciate it. It was helpful. Well, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And you walk the walk. And uh, I'm just glad you're here, man. And thanks for stopping by. No thanks, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's good seeing your face. It's good to see you.